listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Ludi, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on this four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria Vagrida. If you'd like to discuss today's reading with others, I invite you to find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and there you'll be able to discuss today's reading and interact with others who are following along. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. All good and holy God, we thank you for the life of your servant Maria of Agreda. May we follow her holy example and shun the allurements of the world and abandon ourselves to your perfect will. Like her, may we enter into the quiet of heartfelt prayer and find your presence deep in the silence of our souls. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception, May we pursue with deepest longing a profound purity of heart, mind, and body. By the prayerful help of Venerable Maria of Agreda, may we become holy and radiate the light and life of Christ to all we meet. Amen. Today is day number 117, and we are reading from chapter 18 of volume 2, paragraphs 231 to 236. Chapter 18. Most Holy Mary arranges the order of her daily exercises in the house of Zechariah. Some incidences in her intercourse with St. Elizabeth. 231. When the precursor John had been sanctified and St. Elizabeth, his mother, had been endowed with such great gifts and blessings, and when thus the principal object of Mary's visit was fulfilled, the great queen proceeded to arrange her daily life in the house of Zechariah for her occupations could not be uniformly the same as those she was accustomed to in her home, in her own house. In order to direct her desire by the guidance of the Holy Ghost, she retired and placed herself in the presence of the Most High, asking him as usual to guide her and direct her in that which she was to do during her stay in the house of his servant Elizabeth and Zechariah so that she might in all things be pleasing to him and fulfill entirely his pleasure. The Lord heard her petition and answered her, saying, My spouse and my dove, I will direct all thy actions, and I will direct thy footsteps in the fulfillment of my service and pleasure. And I will make known to thee the day on which I wish thee to return to thy home. In the meanwhile, remain in the house of my servant Elizabeth, and converse with her. As for the rest, continue thy exercises and prayers, especially for the salvation of men, and pray also that I withhold my justice in dealing with their incessant offenses against my bounty. Conjointly with thy prayers, thou shalt offer to me the lamb without spot, 1 Peter 19, which thou bearest in thy womb and which takes away the sins of the world. Let these now be thy occupations. 2.32. In conformity with this instruction and new mandate of the Most High, the princess of heaven ordered all her occupations in the house of her cousin Elizabeth. She rose up at midnight in accordance with her former custom, spending the hours in the continued contemplation of the divine mysteries and giving to waking and sleeping the time, which most perfectly and exactly agreed with the natural state and conditions of her body. In labor and repose, she continued to receive new favors, illuminations, exaltation, and caresses of the Lord. During these three months, she had many visions of the divinity, mostly abstractive in kind, 
More frequent still were the visions of the most holy humanity of the word and its hypostatic union. For her virginal womb in which she bore him served her as her continual altar and sanctuary. She beheld the daily growth of that sacred body. By this experience and by the sacraments which every day were made manifest to her in the boundless fields of the divine power and essence, the spirit of this exalted lady expanded to vast proportions. Many times would she have been consumed and have died by the violence of her affections. If she had not been strengthened by the power of the Lord to these occupations, which were concealed from all, she added those which the service and consolation of her cousin Elizabeth demanded, although she did not apply one moment more to them than charity required. These fulfilled, she turned immediately to her solitude and recollection, where she could pour out the more freely her spirit before the Lord. 2.33. Not less solicitous was she to occupy herself interiorly, while she was engaged for many hours in manual occupations. And in all this, the precursor was so fortunate that the great queen with her own hands sewed and prepared the swaddling clothes and coverlets in which she was to be wrapped and reared. For his mother Elizabeth, in her, mater in her maternal solicitude and attention, had secured for St. John this good fortune, humbly asking this favor of the heavenly queen. Mary, with incredible love and subjection, complied with her request in order to exercise herself in obedience to her cousin, whom she wished to serve as the lowest handmaid. For in humility and obedience, most holy Mary always surpassed all men. Although St. Elizabeth sought to anticipate her in much that belonged to her service, yet in her rare prudence and wisdom, Mary knew how to forestall her cousin always gaining the triumph of humility. 2.34 In this regard, a great and sweet competition arose between the two cousins, which was very pleasing to the Most High and wonderful in the sight of the angels. For St. Elizabeth was very solicitous and attentive in serving Our Lady and Great Queen and in commanding also the same service to be rendered her by all the inmates of the house. But she was the teacher of virtues. Most Holy Mary, being still more attentive and eager to serve, met and diverted the anxieties of her cousin, saying, My dear cousin, I find my consolation in being commended and in obeying during all my life. It is not good that thy love should deprive me of the comfort I feel therein, since I am the younger one. It is proper that I serve not only thee as my mother, but all in thy house, deal with me as with thy servant as long as I am in thy company. St. Elizabeth answered, My beloved lady, it beseems much more that I obey thee, and that thou command and direct me in all things, and this I ask of thee with greater justice. For if thou, the mistress, wishest to exercise humility, I on my part owe worship and reverence to my God and Lord, whom thou bearest in thy virginal womb, and I know that the dignity is worthy of all honor and reverence. And the most prudent virgin rejoined, My son and Lord did not choose me for his mother in order that I receive reverence as mistress, for his kingdom is not of this world, nor did he come into it in order to be served, 
but to serve, Matthew 20, 28, and to suffer and to teach obedience and humility to mortals, Matthew eleven twenty nine, condemning fastidiousness and pride. Since, therefore, his majesty teaches me this, and the highest calls himself the ignominy of men, Psalm twenty one twenty two. how can I, who am his slave and do not merit the company of creatures, consent that thou serve me, who art formed according to his image and likeness? Genesis one twenty seven. Two thirty five. Saint Elizabeth still insisted and said, My mistress and protectress, this is true for those who do not know the sacrament which is enclosed in thee. But I, who have without merit been informed by the Lord, will be very blamable in his eyes, if I do not give him in thee the veneration which is due to him as God, and to thee as his mother. For it is just that I serve both as a slave serves his master. To this the Most Holy Mary answered, My dear sister, this reverence which thou owest and desirest to give is due to the Lord whom I bear with my womb, for he is the true and highest good and our Redeemer. But as far as I am concerned, who am a mere creature and among creatures, only a poor worm look upon me as I am in myself, although thou shouldst adore the Creator, who chose my poor self as his dwelling." By his divine enlightenment, thou shalt give unto God what is due to him, and allow me to perform that which pertains to me, namely to serve and to be below all. This I ask of thee for the consolation in the name of the Lord, whom I bear within. 2.36 In such blessed and happy contentions, Most Holy Mary and her cousin Elizabeth passed some of their time. But the divine prudence of our queen caused in her such an alertness and ingenuity in matters concerning humility and obedience that she never failed to find means and ways of obeying and of being commanded. However, during all the time in which she stayed with St. Elizabeth, all this was done in such a way that both, according to their condition, treated with the highest respect the sacrament of the king, which had been entrusted to their knowledge, and which was deposited in the Most Holy Mary." This high respect in Mary was such as befitted the mother and the mistress of all virtues and grace, and in Elizabeth such as was worthy of the prudent matron, so highly enlightened by the Holy Spirit. By this light she wisely directed her behavior in regard to the mother of God, yielding to her wishes and obeying her in whatever she could, and at the same time reverencing her dignity and in it her Creator. In her inmost heart, she made the intention that if she were obliged to give any command to the mother of God, she would do it only in order to obey and satisfy her wishes. And whenever she did it, she asked permission and pardon of the Lord, at the same time never ordering anything by direct command, but always by request. And she would use greater earnestness only in such things as were conducive to Mary's convenience, as, for instance, that she take some sleep or nourishment. She also asked Mary to make a few articles for her with her own hands. Mary complied, but St. Elizabeth never made use of them except to preserve them with the greatest veneration. This concludes our reading today for day number 117. We have been reading from volume 2, chapter 18, paragraphs 231 
to 236. Today's reading presents us with the hidden life, doesn't it? Often we refer to the hidden life of Jesus, but we know what happens in the visitation. We hear Elizabeth greeting Mary. Mary gives her Magnificat. And then the next thing we know is that Mary remains with her for three months until this pregnancy is brought to a close for her cousin Elizabeth. Have you, in your own meditation, ever reflected what happened during those months? Well, that's what we get today, a little snapshot of how Mary served Elizabeth and how Elizabeth received that service of Mary. We heard at the very end that Elizabeth asked her to make different things, and it was really so that Elizabeth could treasure them because she knew how special the Virgin Mary really was. Isn't it a beautiful thing to think about St. John as he's born and given some infant clothes, some swaddling clothes, that Mary used her hands and spun the thread and created them? Doesn't that remind us of Proverbs 31 that Maria of Agreda reflected upon? How Mary, being that woman of great worth, and that woman of great worth is one who did spin the the needle, one who did create things. What a gift Mary gives to John the Baptist. And it also makes us realize, well, she was skilled in this manner, so she probably does the same thing for Jesus. And I know that many have meditated on that seamless garment that Jesus dies that he stripped of in his passion and that seamless garment created by the Blessed Virgin. Mary tells her cousin, my dear cousin, I find consolation in being commanded and obeying during all my life. It is not good that thy love should deprive me of the comfort I feel therein. Since I am the younger one, it is proper that I serve not only thee as my mother, But all in thy house deal with me as with thy servant as long as I am in thy company. Mary enjoyed obeying. She obeyed God by saying, I am the handmaid of the Lord. She obeyed God's directions. She listened to others. She obeyed in the temple. And now another moment. Obedience is something very difficult for all people. But we can look to Mary as the example of one who was obedient. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year, I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the mystical city of God. I'm grateful that you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.